Thank you for listening to the Caleb Hires Podcast. I'm here to help you win the war for love. If you're new here, subscribe or check out my website, calebhires.com, for more resources. This is part two of a conversation with Mike Rosas, author of Leading the Revolutionary Generation. In this part, we talk about ways to practically connect with the next generation as an older generation and how to fully understand and see them for who they are and their giftedness in God. I hope you enjoy this. And maybe could you speak to the 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 elder generation, the people who, and you probably do in your book, but the people who feel like they have so much to offer uh, to that next generation but not everybody's like you uh, and not everyone's like us. Or I also have spiritual fathers in the faith. Like my, my direct spiritual father, his name's Lynn Harper. He's been, he's the longest tenured pastor in our region over wow. 25 years, same church. I, that's what I want. I want staying yeah. power. You know what I mean? I want faithfulness for a, a long season. I don't, I want to, and he's spoken well of, he has a good reputation, all that stuff. So I I'm totally with you, but like not everybody's like that. And especially with the youngers, they're not always hungry. They're not going to those conferences right. on their own volition, right? They're not. They're not seeking out the inner. They don't. I love what you did earlier. You're like the intercessor shows up, and you're like, I, I get that. Cause I'm, the same. I'm like, oh my gosh, they've been praying for 40 years. That's longer than I've been alive. Yes, <laughs> me, right? But not everyone's like that. So, what would you say to the uh, the those people who are the intercessors, who are the leaders, who have been in the fight, who have kept the faith, and they uh, don't know how to like even approach that generation or they don't know what step to take towards, or maybe they're frustrated and this might be too broad, but maybe they're frustrated with the, the lack of connection that they see, or they don't even know how to begin that connection with that next generation. What would you, what would you say to them? You know, it's, I, I talk about it in the book and it's this aspect of, um, you know, I, I, I've spoken to you about it, but um, you know, one of the, one of the, could seem like a good idea and has a good substance to it, but maybe falls short is a thing we call internship. And and that's mm-hmm. when the younger person comes for a few months and they come and they shadow us and they get to know what we're doing. But a lot of times they become more dangerous than a disciple. Ooh. Back in the day, they had a thing called, um, they had an apprenticeship. And in this apprenticeship, what would happen is that you would come or I would come and I would connect myself to somebody that was older and I would connect myself until I was as good as them or better. And then they would bless me and they would release me or if it was a plumber, right, until they had that same gifting. And so what happens a lot of times is that what young people are looking for is not slang. It's not, you know, do you dress like me? It's not how many followers do you have is do you care about me? And yeah. so if you can go there and say, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And just listen. Yeah. Take time to ask those questions to value, to show value in that young person. So then, good. Then, then what happens is that young person, you know, they may go off on a hundred different tangents. It might be, hey, uh, you know, I like, you know, this live streamer, or I like this or I like that. Um, but what happens is if you stay there long enough, they eventually begin to to, to really share their heart. And wow. so that is of utmost value because it takes time, right? In Proverbs, it says the uh, the counsel of a man's heart is deep and, and you have to, you've got to work it out. And wow. so it's not like, hey, I uh, love you and a hug and a kiss. Those are important. 
but that, that can't be where the conversation ends. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do something. I have children, uh, Alessandra, nine, Camila, five, and Kairos, two. And when I talk to them, I literally inside of my heart, I say I have to I have to give them all my focus and I have to communicate the love of the father to them. And so I say, God, if you can make love go through my eyes, help them to receive it. And I just I, I, I just I make my eyes big and I just focus in on them. And, and so it's it's something that it's so easy to be drawn away by a cell phone conversation by a fill in the blank and where young people don't feel like they are actually receiving our attention and affection because mm. it's not about being up to date with trends and all these things. Yeah. Um, it, it's about just sitting there loving them and saying, Hey, let's, you know, come along. I'm doing this errand. Uh, I, I'll buy you, a, I'll buy you a donut and coffee. Come on, let's just go. Let's just spend time and talk about whatever. And as they talk, find value in what they're saying. Oh, yeah. I, I like this Twitch streamer. I'll, I'll Google it later. Tell me more, you know, like, like tell me everything you can. And eventually you get to that place of being that safe space. They did this research in high schools across America and they asked them who are the greatest influencers in your life. And by far it was still father and mother. It was still wow. parents. Wow. And so as father and mother, spiritual father and mother, as members of church, any type of person has influence on the next generation, you have influence on the next generation and what you do matters and how you do it counts. Man, that's so good. And I'm so glad you made these distinctions because uh, we and we have talked about this offline uh, on another call, but like it drives inauthenticity, faking it, like trying to be cool is nauseating. (laughs) It's nauseating. Like, like if you're older, stop using words like sus and lit and stop. stop. I know what you're trying to do. It's not working. It's not working. Like, just be yourself. Like, it. we need you to be you. I'm speaking as a millennial, right? But I, I think I can speak to exactly what you're saying to the younger generation as well. I think I can speak on their behalf. Like, we would rather an authentic conversation about nothing yeah, as opposed to an inauthentic attempt at talking about big things. Right. Yes. So good. So good. I, I love how you put it together. I feel much more loved and connected if you just have an authentic conversation about Taco Bell with me or whatever, because that's what I ate today. And you asked and I said, Taco Bell, and we had an, and you authentically just, OK, you know, whatever. Like we just talk about it. Like you just said, like, oh, I, I like this Twitch streamer. We're streaming on Twitch. It's a brand new account. I don't know how it's going to go. But yeah, you know, the, <laughs> that, that conversation and then say, I'll look it up later. I love that. Because the other thing just smells bad, and I know the heart is right, but many are trying to connect on that in that way to, to have deep conversations, and it doesn't lead you to the deep thing. So, like an authentic conversation about surface level things, I think is going to get people further than they than an inauthentic conversation about deep things, like just trying to go for the jugular and being like, "Listen, Matthew fifteen verse four, we need to talk about it." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know you're sincere. I know you're authentic, but that path doesn't really pull pull me in. I want to. You said it, and it's an old colloquialism, but they don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah. Right. We don't care what you know until we know that you care. So that is so beautiful, and I I am going to steal that from you. By the way, looking at your children, Lord, show your love through my eyes. If your love can go through my eyes, I that is I'm taking that. I put it on the list of things I'm stealing from Mike Rosa. <laughs> but like that is so huge. And it, I think that's the heart of God. And I, I love that distinction. And 
I don't know. Maybe there's a maybe there's a next step for people who are watching right now. Someone said, "LOL, yes, that's awesome." So, yeah, I I don't know uh, if you have um, in the book, like maybe even a little bit more. No, I know you have this because you talked about it multiple times. I think that the backdrop of understanding the generation when you did that research about revolutionaries, mm -hmm. the characteristics of a revolutionary. For me, I think those who are are to lead that generation need to start there and do need to understand why people are on Twitch, why yeah. these kids are on TikTok, why they're they're so hyper focused on one thing and they're building and they're creating and all this stuff. And you you peg that to the characteristics of a revolutionary throughout history, and you 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 set us up in the intro for it. I want to bring it back to that because not only just being authentic and connecting is one thing, but understanding who you're trying to connect with and understanding what God, I think you've been given a window, Mike. I think you've been given a window into the, the nature of this generation. And I believe it's from the Lord. I believe it's God breathed. I'm getting like the Holy Ghost goosebumps right now. Okay. <laughs> My charismatic self is getting excited over here. I believe you've been given a window into understanding the nature of this generation, because without that, we're just going to be shooting in the dark, trying to have authentic conversations and not, really landing anywhere but if we can see that that scope how you talked about the the characteristics of a revolutionary and what they all had and if you can speak to that you know those characteristics you know um and again it's 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 not it's not just the church the world does it a whole lot more than the church the church actually has a better context um but there's a lot of this like going on about, um, you know, the young people, like everyone has to get a blue ribbon, everyone has to do this type thing, that type thing. And, uh, and I just hear the father's heart saying, no, I love them. Like I've called them. I've chosen them. I have great plans for them. I'm going to use them in a special way. The world has never seen. I will get glory in a way I've never received it before. And so, so my heart pours out for these kids and I'm like, look, like it's, it, yes, it's going to be a time investment. It may take a hundred conversations, but they're worth it. And what you're going to unlock is going to be worth it also. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, as I'm studying these revolutionaries, um, you know, every single revolutionary was an artist. Um, they were a, a painter. They, they, they were a poet. They were a musician. And you're talking about 1500s, 1400s. You're talking about some of the oldest ones, but they right. all had this artistic bent that allowed them to see the world in a different way. And I think that's very important because a lot of times we try to we try to cut off um, people that that question the establishment or the way things have been. And in reality, there, there's a beauty because God is working out a, an extra part of the tapestry to bring His brilliance to the forefront. And so, um, and so, you know, somebody asked me recently, and they're like, you know, how do you define yourself in three words? And the first word I said was unrealistic. Um, I, I, I don't view the reality in front of me as the final reality because I, I know too much. I've read the scriptures. I, I know on earth as it is in heaven is possible. So I'm, I'm going to be not okay until I see that come in my region and my sphere. Wow. And so for young people, because they have this ability to see beauty in ugly places, um, uh, you know, sometimes the opposite of that is true and they see ugly and beautiful places. And so what they need is they need an arm around their shoulder, discipline and love, love and truth, and, and to say, hey, there's beauty here, not beauty here. And so they need somebody to hold their hand and walk with them, not as a term of weakness, but to empower them to go faster and yeah. to empower you to go longer. And wow. so there's this space of, uh, of understanding that that connection. The second thing that really jumped off the pages to me was every single revolutionary at some point in their developmental life, uh, uh, you know, 
early learning university, they left their nation and they went to another nation and they came back and then they staged the revolution in the actual nation they were from. And so what happens is, is that we are supposed to go to a place called, you know, the spirit of God, the kingdom of God to another world, so to speak, yeah. and get our, our understanding from that. And so now you have a young generation who was born into the supernatural because of movies, because of storytelling. And so they are not as hands off as as many in the church are still today. And so they're willing to embrace that. And here's the thing. If we don't come to the table, let me tell you, there's a lot of other suitors who will. And so because they have this affinity for the supernatural, I then 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 they become unrealistic in what they see in the natural because they've experienced it in a different realm, wow. uh, be it movies or be it video games or so to wow. speak. And so, so a lot of times we'll have this relentlessness of like, okay, well, you know, they're, you know, the, you know, my son or my daughter played video games all night. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, they have, you know, they try to say this is the ADD, ADHD generation, yet they can focus on a video game for 16 hours. Hello. And, and so, so what's happening is the, the, the UN and other nations are putting world problems and they're creating video games and they're bringing in the top video game players to see if they can find solutions to things that their PhDs haven't been able to. What? And so, and so again, Satan isn't a creator. All he can do is take God's creation and pervert it. So we, the church, we have to understand, well, well, you've got to come and, and, and you've got to do X and you got to do Y and do all these hoops. No, I, I'm 100% for discipleship. I'm 100% for consistency and faithfulness, but I also have to get my offering, right? I, I can easily say, hey, I've got a book and it is what it is. Yet, yet somebody on our staff was like, Mike, I really think you should put in an audio book, right? And as I'm writing this book, story, Storytellers, um, two thirds of America are better oral learners than they are visual learners. And so I'm like, oh, no, no, I, I wrote a book and I'm done with it. no. I, I am as as hungry and thirsty as possible to get as much truth into the next generation as possible. Thank you for listening to the Caleb Hires podcast today. I want to help you win the war for love. So go to calebhires.com, sign up for my newsletter, and check out all the amazing resources available there. I'll see you soon.